How high is too high to rank Damian Pierce after his week nine performance? All that and more this episode of the Lockdown Dynasty Football Podcast. You are Locked On Dynasty Football, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Here are your hosts, Marcus Mosher and Kate Madjuke. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered the season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. Welcome into the Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast, everybody. I am Kate Majuk. You can follow me on Twitter at FFBallBlast. And as always, I am joined by my fantastic co-host, Marcus Mosier. You can give him a follow over at Marcus underscore Mosier. And please be sure, help support the show if you like what we're doing. Leave us a five-star review. Leave us, uh, tell us what you're liking. And hit that subscribe on YouTube. Like, we don't want to miss any opportunity to give you league-winning dynasty advice. So, uh, please, uh, hit that subscribe so we don't miss you. Marcus, we had a somewhat entertaining football game. More than I thought, right? Much like if anybody uh, thought that that game was going to be as close as it was, the Texans kept it competitive the entire game, uh, just up up until like maybe the last five minutes or so. And it, it was it was a contest and we had some winners. We had some losers like it, let's let's talk about uh, Damian Pierce because he is flooding my timeline with everybody that was shocked and awed by his uh, all out performance, mm-hmm. had a career high 139 rushing yards. Didn't score a touchdown, though, and didn't have a single target. What do we make of Damian Pierce? My first and foremost, before we even talk about, like, his dynasty value and where we should rank him, he looked awesome. Like, his contact balance is incredible. The way that he runs is so much fun to watch. Like, he's just – he's a really fun player to watch. Um, And – He's producing, even like, as you said, despite not having a reception, not having a touchdown, basically 140 yards in this game against one of the better teams in the NFL, if not the best team, it's impressive. It comes down to this game. Yeah, very impressive. What do we feel about him long-term? Do we think this Texans team, number one, is going to commit to him beyond this year? Do we think the offense will get better at some point that produces more chances for him to score and can they get him involved as a receiver the answer is yes to all three of those we're talking about one of the most valuable running backs in dynasty however i think fantasy owners and dynasty owners are a little bit hesitant to get there currently on dynasty league football his average ranking is rb19 rb19 does that feel too low to you much too low like much, much, much too low. And I, I think we still have to see, like, where does Brees Hall fall? Because uh, we don't have him rest a season. TBD, like, we have no idea what his recovery is going to look like. Najee Harris sitting in the top 10 right now. Like, does he deserve to be there? Um, no. you know, like, there are there are a lot of names, Marcus. Like, Joe Mixon, RB12, who's uh, – you know, just racking on touch after touch after touch, uh, 26 years old only, but still like he's been a dude that hasn't been totally healthy. Uh, and now he's like, you know, very close to the top among active running backs in touch total. I think we're like, we need to be considering Damian Pierce much higher. He's 
hundred percent certified in the top 10 for me at this point. I don't know if I'm quite there yet because the touchdown potential just still isn't there. And there are some running backs that are being drafted near him and being ranked near him that I, I don't want to say that I like better, but I like just about the same. I want to go through a few of them. Okay. And you tell me who you'd rather have. Um, Damian Pierce, again, RB19, according to Dynasty League Football. Ramondre Stevenson, RB21. I'll take Damian Pierce. Ooh, I think I'll take Stevenson just because of what he can do in the passing game. He has 15 receptions over the last two weeks. He has 15 receptions, but like Marcus, we keep going back to the reception total and the potential for touchdowns. Like, I think what's maybe being underscored here is the kind of team that this Texans organization is trying to build. Like, sure, this isn't, uh, they're not looking to build, at least at this point, a powerhouse offense. They are looking to, like, it, they remind me more of, you know, a Ravens a la, you know, Lamar Jackson's, you know, first couple seasons in the just league. Just without Lamar. It, it, just without Lamar Jackson. But, like, like, they are looking to be dominant on defense. They're looking to just control the ball, uh, run the ball, run the clock, and that seems to be like what they are putting together with Petrie with uh, Mm -hmm. Derek Stingley. Like these defensive assets are actually proving to be pretty valuable. And I think that like when we look at solid defenses being built in the NFL, which the Houston Texans are building a solid defense that complements the run game more than adequately enough, I think to um, dispel any of the concerns like Marcus, you know, we, saw games uh 24 targets on the season like not great but three targets per game as a rookie as a guy that just generally speaking uh doesn't have a ton of playing time in general even at college I'll take that all day there's so much room to grow I don't disagree it's just it's tough like I'll give you another one Tony Pollard Tony Pollard has more touchdowns this season on fewer touches than the yardage isn't all that different. Tony Pollard going into the last year of his contract, I assume either the Cowboys give him a big deal or somebody else does, and he just has more explosive play potential. That one's close for me, Kate. I'm not sure which way I'd go, but it's close. I mean, I think you go with the guy that I think is more destined for touch volume. Like imagine a world like, and we've talked about this before where, uh, you know, obviously this team, uh, the Dallas Cowboys are very much committed to Ezekiel Elliott, but God forbid, if he stays with the Dallas Cowboys and they continue to play this like cat and mouse game, it's still going to be a volatile, rocky road. Like give me the guy that's averaging 19 carries a game, Marcus, yeah. like 19 carries a game. And it's not, they're not meaningless carries. He looks hella, hella good, hella good. <laughs> And Tony it, Pollard's like, also averaging 8.2 yards per game or, or 8.2 yards per rush when uh, Dak Prescott plays. That's not bad. That's, no, it's not bad, but he's not the team's leading running back. And it, like it, he's, he's not uh, a spring chicken in comparison to Damian Pierce. We've got, uh, I, I think a, a younger dude. We've got a guy that I can't find any reason why the Houston Texans wouldn't commit to him. And they should. He's he, averaging he's worth... 4.6 yards per yep. attempt on a bad offense. Yep. I don't disagree. Um, just really quickly, nobody else from this offense really did anything outside of 
Philip Dorsett caught three passes for 69 yards. Chris Moore, four for 41. The tight end just, I love Brevin Jordan. He's just never going to be a thing with Davis Mills. One catch for five yards in this game. Um, they play like five different tight ends. I think Damian Pierce, even when Nico Collins comes back, and maybe even when Brandon Cooks comes back, is the only player that you can trust week in, week out on this lineup or on this roster. I think that's fair. And I, I think one last thing before we close out this Texans side of the ball, like I want to talk about Brandon Cooks, who wasn't active in week nine, obviously very disappointed that he wasn't traded ahead of the NFL trade deadline, uh, sat out for quote unquote personal reasons. He was, I think, blowing off some steam. Uh, but head coach Levy Smith expects him to be back. Um, how are you valuing Brandon Cooks? Or do you think this is a moment where we could trade him and maybe the, the squeaky squeaky wheel gets the grease? And- Here's the way I'm valuing Brandon Cooks. I'm trading for him now as a speculative ad, knowing that I'm probably not getting anything this year from him. There, was mul- there were multiple teams that wanted him at the trade deadline. Can I break some news a little bit here? Oh, is that okay? please. The Cowboys thought they had the trade done with the Texans in, in regards to Brandon Cooks. They actually were getting ready to call it into the league. And then Nick Casario, the Texans GM, kind of said, well, wait, well, hold on, wait one second, and it didn't get done. So that's why Brandon Cooks was so upset because he thought a deal was basically done with the Cowboys. But it wasn't just the Cowboys. The Rams also had some interest. There were a couple of other teams sniffing around. I know he's guaranteed I love that. The Rams are just so desperate to bring back. Like they're like yeah, trying well. to collect their old players. They move on from guys and they're like, wait, 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 wait. Yeah. But that's okay. But it, Brandon cooks, uh, he is technically signed through 2024, but he'll be on a different if, team next year. I'm just, just he will. You. So yep. if you like Brandon cooks, he's going to go to a team with a better quarterback. I mean, I don't know how you can go to a team with a worse quarterback unless you lean in Pittsburgh. Uh, hey. yeah, I, I, I I'm adding him now or trading for him now, knowing that I'm probably not going to get anything for him the rest of the season, but that's okay. I think he's going to have pretty decent fantasy value moving forward. Let's talk about the Eagles, Kate. But before we do that, we want to tell you that this episode is brought to you by Prediction Strike, the world's first sports stock market. You can now invest in professional athletes just like stocks. It's a lower risk alternative to sports betting and athlete prices move based in, on performance and supply and demand. Like, for example, Kate, if you would have invested in Jalen Hurts just a year ago, if you would have actually believed that he was going to break out, just, just kidding, you you believe in him, uh, you'd be up 48.2%. Uh, Kyle Pitts down 44.1% over the last year. That's not all that shocking. Uh, you can invest in four sports, not just the NFL, but also UFC, NBA, MLB, Everyone knows you should be investing, but why not invest in something that you actually know as a football fanatic? Download the Prediction Strike app and use promo code LOCK for a free share when you sign up and make a deposit of $20 or more. That is promo code LOCKED for a special one-time giveaway. Prediction Strike will then choose one person who signs up with promo code LOCKED and makes up a deposit, and you could win a one or 100 free random shares. That could be worth like three or $4,000 if you get lucky and get like a Josh Allen or Patrick Mahomes uh, share. Invest in what you know on Prediction Strike, the stock market for sports. So much better than going to look at your actual stocks. Uh, we also wanted to tell you about Built Bar. I mean, can we, can we pause the podcast for a second? Okay, we're paused. Great, because I got to tell you about this. They've got some awesome new Built Bars, some reimagined flavors, cookie dough topper, 
coconut brownie bar, coconut brownie topper. They've got white chocolate peppermint granola, perfect for the holidays. If you haven't tried Built Bars before, it's literally the best tasting protein bar ever built. I just ordered two new boxes of the Toffee Almond. They're sitting downstairs. Can't wait to have one for lunch. They are revolutionizing uh, nutrition as we know it. 100% real chocolate, 17 grams of protein, and shockingly low sugar and calories. Only 130 calories. I mean, how, how can you beat that? Just sink your teeth into that first bite and your life will be changed forever. I'm not kidding. I, they've sent me a nice little box of some of these new flavors. You're going to absolutely love them when you try. Get 15% off your order right now by using promo code LOCKEDON15 at built.com. Uh, dot com again 15% off your order right now by using promo code locked on 15 at built.com and go ahead and try out the uh the toffee almond my absolute favorite right all right okay let's talk about the eagles um if you had an eagle player in your lineup outside of Devontae smith they smashed this week jalen hurts 21 of 27 for 243 yards and two touchdowns he also ran for 23 yards in this game Miles Sanders, 17 carries for 93 yards and a touchdown. Dallas Goddard, 8 for 100 and a touchdown. A.J. Brown, 4 for 59 and a touchdown. I mean, just everybody doing a little bit. Kenneth Gainwell, even 22 yards and a touchdown. Caught three passes for 16 yards. Um, this this Eagles offense is the, the gift that keeps on giving. Yes, it, it is a never-ending gift. Marcus, I think there's one storyline that I want to talk about uh, it, it, amid all those gifts. I think we got uh, finally a tight end gift in Dallas Goddard, who I'm all in on as a top four dynasty tight end moving forward. Does that seem too high? So let's talk this out. We've got obviously Kelsey, Andrews, Pitts. Goddard. I mean, at this point, I don't think we can trust Darren Waller to stay healthy, right? Nope. And even when he's played, the production has gone down significantly. George Kittle is a better real-life player than Goddard, but he just doesn't get enough targets. I mean, I'm fine with it. Yeah, I think – I mean, we've seen time and time after – season after season, Dallas Goddard is producing when he gets the opportunity among tight ends, Marcus. Like, he is just – absolutely crushing it from a yards per route run standpoint season after season he continues to be among top tight ends when it comes to yards per route run and that is such a sticky efficiency metric um Mm -hmm. and it it really really gives a lot of insight into what dallas goddard is accomplishing in those those opportunities he gets to run routes Uh, like he's he's capable all over the field but I mean point blank when it comes to his receiving ability one of the most underrated receiving tight ends in the league and he continues to get significant volume uh you know much more consistently than a guy like Devonta Smith has Uh, like he's a bigger constant in this offense like it seems like you know obviously the wide receivers it's AJ Brown and then we can kind of play swapsies with the running backs, the rest of the receivers. But the two constants for me are A.J. Brown, Dallas Goddard, and it's not even close. And I'm willing to invest really heavily in Dallas Goddard at this point. Let's talk about some recent trades, okay? Mm-hmm. Like I – just off the top of your head, Marcus, do you agree with me that Dallas Goddard's a top four tight end? 
Yeah, I don't. I mean, I think the worst case scenario, he's tight end five, right? Over which one of those? Which one of those guys are we? I mean, certainly over Waller at this point. Okay. The only one um, that I can kind of. I'm just a tiny bit hesitant with Kittle because we've seen the upside there, but he just can't stay healthy either. But again, without a question, he's tight end five at worst. Okay. Uh, so some recent trades, Marcus. Uh, Dallas Goddard for a 2023 second and a 2023 fourth round pick. Done. Heartbeat. Done. Yep. Yep. Uh, Dallas Goddard for a 2023 third round pick. Isaiah Pacheco and quarterback Taylor Heineke. Done. Done. I'm thinking about it. Yep. Smash. Yep. Um, how about this one's a little bit more interesting, but I think it's worth discussing. Jonathan Taylor, Keyshawn Vaughn, and a 2025 first round pick. Okay. You hope That's, I'm alive then. I hope I'm alive at that point. I hope my my league hasn't dissolved by that point. Uh, for Josh Jacobs, Dallas Goddard, and Khalil Herbert. That one makes you think, doesn't it? Ooh, I would probably lean the Taylor side, but that's closer than I thought. It's closer than you thought it would be. I think that Dallas Goddard is um, just like super underrated. I'm going to send a 2023 second round pick. I'll send a, you know, a second round pick and then some for Dallas Goddard, because I think season after season, Marcus, he has been a bright spot at the tight end mm -hmm. position and he's been Low key, I think the most reliable tight end, uh, you know, outside of a Travis Kelsey that we've been able to find. I 100% agree. Um, I don't really think there's any more big takeaways from this game. Miles How about Sanders, Devonta like, Smith? What do we do? What do we do? Nothing. Are we freaking just, out? No, no. It was just one of those games where I, I think if if the Eagles were a little bit more concerned about this game and they were playing a better opponent, I think you would have seen Hurts air it out a little bit more. But they could get whatever they want on the ground. There was just guys running wide open all game long. Just not concerned. He's he's too good of a player to be concerned. Now, I mean, Marcus, in four out of the last five games, uh, 44 or fewer receiving yards. I'm just not worried. I, I mean, I, it's maybe the wrong approach here, but we know that he's a good player. We know that the so talent wins out here. Yeah. And he's, he's young. Not just, I'm just not worried, Kate. That's all. Okay. All right. Uh, can we do some promotion commotion? I think we shall. All right, let's do it. But before we do that, we want to tell you about LinkedIn these days. Every new potential hire can feel like a high stakes wager for your small business. You want to be a hundred percent certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and, most importantly, for free. All you have to do is add your job in the purple hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so that you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash NFL. That is linkedin.com slash NFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. 
All right, Kate, promotion commotion time. Let's do it. The ugliest segment of the week. Uh, this was really ugly with what? Six teams on by, a bunch of injuries. Who are you promoting from your bench into your starting lineup? All right, so th- I'm going to kick it off with kind of an easy one here. Uh, huh. Just get our, our toes wet. Let's talk about Deion Jackson, uh, running back for yep. the Indianapolis Colts. We've got Jonathan Taylor, uh, two straight days, no practice re-aggravated that ankle injury. I have to imagine that even if this dude suits up, like we're still going to be seeing a timeshare. Naeem Hines out of town. Deion Jackson is going to be the go-to guy, I think, in this game, whether or not we actually have Jonathan Taylor active. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm comfortable starting him in a flex position. Now, the matchup is tricky. The New England Patriots allowing the second fewest fantasy points to the running back position. But in terms of a guy that I think is kind of like a lock for maybe, you know, 70 rushing yards, uh, if he gets the, if he gets the start, I'm, I'm in on that, especially uh, in a week where we're managing this many buys. I a hundred percent agree. I, I actually have Deion Jackson in a starting lineup right now because I've been so decimated with injuries. Um, I got Mike Williams out this week and we'll see about Alan Lazard. So, Here's another guy that I'm starting in one of my big leagues. His name is Michael Bandy. I don't know if you can't, if you've even I've never heard, heard of him. Okay. <laughs> he is currently rostered in 1% of ESPN leagues. Uh, do you want to take a guess of what team he plays for? Not a clue. Okay. He plays for the Los Angeles Chargers, who are going to be without Keenan Allen this week, who are going to be without Mike Williams. And we'll see about Josh Palmer, who's dealing with a concussion. Michael Bandy actually had six targets against Seattle in week seven. I think they're going to have to throw the ball a bunch against Atlanta. Atlanta secondary is not very good. If you need like just a guy that's going to be on the field a bunch, by the way, he played almost every snap for the Chargers in week seven. This is who I'm playing. I mean, I, 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 I <laughs> don't look that he had negative yardage last week, despite getting six targets, but I'm just saying th- he's going to get a ton of opportunities. <laughs> this game. I mean, I, I think that's fair. Um, this is definitely like, this is a make or break moment uh, without a doubt. 100%. <laughs> uh, but like, imagine if he actually comes out and produces like that. Oh. I, I'm, I'm gonna be so annoying on the podcast on Monday if he if he's like five for sixty in a touchdown. It's gonna be so awesome. I'm gonna be rooting for it all weekend. Um, now I feel stupid coming back to the uh, the the well with this one. But uh, again, I want to shout out like these like very high upside matchups. So you make sure that you're not leaving these guys on your bench. It's Curtis Samuel week. Yeah, a hundred percent. Uh, Curtis Samuel, I think has a shot at finishing as a top 12 wide receiver this week. Do not be, uh, concerned by the fact that he hasn't eclipsed 78 receiving yards this year. Uh, I, I think he's going to do it this week. He's had, uh, four more carries in each of the last two games. Uh, incredible. Love that for the floor. Uh, but most importantly, he's been playing out of the slot and he gets the Minnesota Vikings who have been decimated out of the slot. Uh, this year and uh, we saw it last week with Rondell Moore this is Curtis Samuel's week this is the breakout week and you do not want to miss it out by having him on your bench promote that man yes I got I like that one uh last one for me 
Rashad Bateman on the injured reserve list. We should probably have talked about that earlier in the show. I'm going to miss the rest of the season with a Liz Frank injury. I kind of like James Prochet this week, who's going to step into that number two role. Uh, Three for 24 against Tampa Bay last week. I just get this feeling that he's going to have a big game against the Saints. Steve Smith, former Baltimore Raven, continues to say, uh, anytime he's on TV, that James Prochet is their best receiver and that they just need to give him more touches I just wonder if this is the time to maybe think of if he's on, you know, in your waivers, certainly go pick him up. Wouldn't be surprised in a game in which the Ravens are going to have to score points if he gets some targets down the field. Yeah. Not to mention the, uh, you know, the injury status of Mark Andrews. Yes. Yep. Um, Crazy. Just uh, could be crazy upside here. They, they need to throw the ball to somebody and James Prochet played a season high 63% of offensive snaps last week. He got on the mix. A- additional shout out to Isaiah Likely for mm-hmm. absolutely uh, that potential upside as well. Neither of those guys are Michael Bandy, though. So we'll see. <laughs> I I want to know if anybody else knows who Michael Bandy is. I mean, seriously, like, does anybody does anybody even know who this guy is? Uh, you're gonna know once he gets 17 points this week in your fantasy lineup. So uh, that is it for today's show. Thank you for making Lockdown Dynasty your first listen. For your next listen, check out the Lockdown Sports Today podcast, the biggest stories of the day, plus instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day. Available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts, all the same places that you would listen to the Lockdown Dynasty podcast. Please give Kate a follow on Twitter at FFBallBlast. I am at Marcus underscore Mosier. Enjoy this awesome Awesome slate of week nine games, everybody. Uh, I hope you'll tune in on Monday. See you next time.